0: That is the call today, isn't it? We need Christians that'll just stand. And we're glad that uh, we can have this opportunity to open God's Word this morning and uh, appreciate the church just being faithful. And if you're a guest of our church, again, thank you for coming. And I know that those of you who've come, traveled in for conference, and those who are just are guests of our church today, wanted to welcome you once again. And let's turn our Bibles again to Second Kings chapter thirteen this morning. And Appreciate again just the fact that we can open God's word in our country, and ought to be a, uh, a privilege that we just are mindful of. We're not to take that for granted. And um, this week's conference week, and for the first time for me, it's uh, it's on the other side. I've often come as a guest over the years, and I've always enjoyed that. I always look forward to coming to Brisbane for leadership conference. And now the, the shoe's on the other foot, as they say, and it's been a busy week of organizing and, and getting ready and, and preparing, and I want to say from the outset, I want to I want to say thank you to the church for all your diligence, and uh, really just been blessed to see everyone working so well together, and looking forward to just getting, getting uh, started now, and all the preparations pretty much done, and looking forward to uh, today and then the course of this week, if I could Please ask you to be prayerful for our, our speakers for the, the week. Obviously, there's still some sickness going around, and, and so we need to just be mindful of that. There's also been flight cancellations from different places and delays, and all of that. And all of that to say we need to be prayerful that, that God will, will bring them here and, and that they're part of the, the week. Already, if I can say tonight, there's going to be a bit of a change. Well, this, this morning is going to be, there's already a change. It was meant to be Dr. Gibbs'. But you have me instead, all right? But um, then tonight, um, Pastor Shemesh is not feeling well, and so Brother, Brother Fraser Young will be preaching tonight. So already we've had to adjust, but all of that, the Lord's in control, right? Right, church? And we just got to surrender to His will, do, do the best that we can as far as just discerning what God would have us to do. And glad for friends in the ministry who are just willing to, to be a blessing and Certainly Fraser Young is that, he's been a friend for many years, and so I'm looking forward to him um, just bringing the word tonight, and I would encourage you, if you don't normally come, come along to our Sunday evening service, I know that'll be a blessing, and then throughout the course of the week, starting off tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, and then 9 a.m. every day, uh, every, uh, every day from Tuesday to Wednesday, all right? So those two days, and then 7 o'clock again in the evenings, three sessions in the morning, and so really a great time, just a great time to be here. If I could encourage you, church, to be part of that. And I've been mentioning this uh, a lot to the church. You know, we've, we're have we going to come and there's going to be probably you or the others that will come seeking for an answer from the Lord. And that's what we want. We want God to speak, right? We want God to be clear in in, um, in, in his, his, his ministering to us. We want, don't want to come hindered. We want God to have just this... Uh, just freedom and liberty to speak to our hearts, and we want to listen clearly. And I don't know if you've ever sought for an answer. Um, the, the king that we read about here, Joash, is really coming because he hears that Elisha is at the end of his life and he needs an answer from Elisha that hopefully can alleviate him of the situation that he, see, he sees himself in. And there's going to be a lot of that. And, you know, the, the good thing about God is, is wherever he leads us, He's able to equip us, right? And wherever we're headed right now as, a, as families, as individuals, actually God has in mind what we need. And God has in mind this week, perhaps for those of us who are seeking for God to, to speak to us and answer some, some things that are, are in our hearts, some situations that we might be in. Uh, don't doubt it this morning. God has the answer, right? He's already got it ahead of time. He knows who... The speakers will be, he knows what passages of Scripture we're going to open to, and he's already been speaking to those that will be delivering the Word of God. God is in the equipping business, all right? He equips. And, and here what we find in this passage of Scripture, we have someone who's just going to ask something from Elisha, the man of God. He's going to ask him a specific thing here, what do I do with all of these battles that I'm facing right now? And, and he's going to get an answer that probably if, if, if we put ourselves in that situation, we wouldn't have expected. It just seemed too simple. I remember when, I, when God was working on my heart about, uh, about preaching and, and getting into the pastorate, I remember sitting with Pastor Shemish, and he's always been a, a, someone who's come to our church there in Sydney over the years. I've come here, and uh, it was just just... Times where I've I've had the privilege of sitting with him and this particular time I had a, a, a question. I've always thought, well, you know, if there's anyone in Australia that I could ask about preaching, it would be Pastor Wayne Shemish, right? And so I came to him and I said, Preacher, I really, I really want to ask you this question. I I really want to grow in in, in how I preach and, and I really want to ask, what is the secret? What is the secret to to preaching and preaching where it makes a difference. So I've been praying about this question. I've been praying about uh, how I would even approach it with him. And so I was anticipating with with great anticipation what he was going to say. And so I sat with him and I looked him straight in the eye and and I was waiting for the answer and I could feel it. It's going to be this profound (laughs) gem of a truth that will shake me and change my life. He looks at me. And he said, Hernan, preach short. <laughs> Talk about an anti-climax, all right? And so you're praying right now, Lord, help him, help him apply that right now. <laughs> but you know, sometimes God gives you an answer and it's not what you expect. It's, it just seems to be too simple and straightforward. And you're going to come this week and you're going to, have sort, those sorts of expectations, perhaps. And you're going to be seeking God, like, God, give me something that will really just help me with this situation. And, and what you might find is, is you might find some things that you've heard before. You might even find some things that you've practiced before. But I'll tell you what, that doesn't make it any less of equipping than if it was a, a, a new thing that you just found out. And I want to tell you that sometimes God's answers are quite simple, that that actually some of the things that, that He's going to tell you will, will lead you to victory, but it'll seem like familiar actions. It'll seem like, it just seems that it's just a reminder. And isn't that often the case when we hear preaching? Often we hear this, I just want to remind you, because there's an assumption that you already know this. There's an assumption that this is already part of your life, and Yet what we know about the Christian life is this, it's not just a matter of knowing, it's a matter of practicing and doing, right? It's not just being a hearer of the word, it's about being a doer of the word. And really that's, that's, that's the difference between success and failure when it comes to the Christian life. There's a lot of people who know, there's a lot of people who God has equipped over and over again, but they haven't gone all the way and they haven't used all that they have and this week, I have no doubt that God's going to give you some equipping. He's going to put some arrows into your quiver. He's going to put some things there that that will help you get the victory. But we better be careful that we don't have the attitude that Joash had. We better be careful that we don't have this, this mentality that, well, it just seems too familiar. It just seems to be nothing new. And I'm just going to go a little bit halfway rather than going all out. And that's what we find. You know, there's... Really, the process of victory that God gives here through Elisha to this king of Israel was simply this. He said in verse 15, take bows and arrows. He said really just intend to fight. Just get in there. Verse 16, he says, put thine hand upon the bow. And Elisha puts his hand on the king's hand. There's some divine assistance there that he's given. And that's often the case. God doesn't only tell you, he then assists you in that then he says open the window eastward he says you know recognize the place of failure and defeat and shoot that way he he says put action to your to your faith by shooting and then he shot and then he says take the arrows and smite upon the ground he's he's saying measure your victory though to its fullest and and often that's where the 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 problem is it's not that we don't know enough it's how much of it do we apply how, how further do we go? It's not just a matter of doing, it's how far do we take it? How, do, how far do we take this Christian life? Is it just something that we'll just sort of casually apply and sort of casually live? Or is it something that we'd, be, we'd go full bore with everything that God has given? And so we're going to see some lessons here as we consider this story of Joash and Elisha. And I think it's, it really is at times a difference between victory and defeat. It really is at times whether, whether we're going to just listen or we're going to take all in and, and, and do everything that we've been given by the Lord. And what I would say firstly, as we've alluded to already, as we think about this passage, some things we're going to learn, that it's, at times God-given solutions can be simple. But it must still be followed by faith. You see, he came and, and Joash comes and he knows Elisha's about to die, and he seeks him. He says, "Oh, my father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. And he, he, was, seeking, uh, he was seeking Elisha because of the responsibility that Joash now had to rule and to, to be the leader of the nation. He was to be king, and no doubt as kings had in those days, he had battles, real battles to fight. It wasn't just that they could sign off on things, no. There were real battles. There was real warfare there. And in this situation, he, he lists them there, Syria and so forth. And there were some real, uh, real battles that Joash had to fight. And in verse 14, he really uses the same phrase that Elisha uses when he took the mantle of Elijah. Look at chapter 2. Go back to Second Kings chapter 2. And notice, notice what Elisha says when Elijah, the previous prophet, was about to, uh, was, was heading to, to heaven And notice 2 Kings chapter 2, look at verse 12. Notice Elisha saw it and he cried, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. And he saw him, Elijah, no more, and he took hold of his own clothes and rent them in two pieces. He took up also the mantle of Elijah that fell upon him and went back and stood by the bank of Jordan. Imagine Elisha there, he he declares that it's, it was a saying there about taking on responsibility, understanding the heaviness of the fact that he was now taking this on. And so so Joash comes with the same spirit to Elisha, asking, what do I do now with this great responsibility that I have? And really referencing the fact that he had so, some battles to fight. He was asking, how do I become victorious? How, how do I succeed in this? And and so Elijah, uh, Elisha tells him something familiar. He says here, look at, look at verse, uh, verse 15, And Elisha said unto him, Take bows and arrows. That's pretty plain, isn't it? You know, it, no doubt, you, you think about the, the royal lineage there. They, there was an anticipation of battle, so they would be taught how to use the, the basic weaponry of war. They would be taught all of these, how to use a sword and a shield, how to use a bow and arrow. And he says here, take bow and arrow. This was something that was familiar to him. This was something that for Joash, he was trained in, he was taught in. And yet, it just seemed to be that as he took that, we noticed that he takes just three arrows when he had six. He doesn't go all out with it. He understood the simplicity of it. But we also understand that he's got to do it by faith. This there was no battle in front of him there. He wasn't shooting at particular enemies. He just had to do it. He had to do it. It was nothing new. It was simple. It reminds me of, of Naaman. Sometimes, you know, we have an expectation of God that he'll just give us some sort of new revelation. Like he'll just give us something new, something that, you know, we'll take away and it's, it's, you, we've never seen it before. But what we find so often is God just gives us a simple that we know. But it doesn't, doesn't mean that it'll succeed. It's, it's got, just got to mean that we've got to follow it by faith. That we've just got to go ahead and follow by faith. And so I think about Naaman who, you know, Naaman was this great, great general and he hears about Elisha who was a prophet. He had, he had leprosy and so he needed healing. He goes there and he, the, the prophet sends out his servant. Remember that story? Sends out his servant instead, and he tells him, go to the Jordan River, dip seven times, and you'll be healed. And remember Naaman's, Naaman's response to all of that? He said, he didn't come, even come out. He didn't, you know, I thought he was going to pray over me, and I thought he was going to do all of these fantastical things, and he, did, he just told me this, aren't the rivers in our country even better than the rivers in Jordan, the River Jordan? And, and the, the servant that was with Naaman said, um... If he asked you a, a difficult thing, wouldn't you have done it? And he goes, "Why don't you just do it?" And what happened? He dips in the river Jordan seven times, and he gets healed. He's got skin like a baby, right? And and the miracle of miracles. But it was simple, but it had to be followed by faith. And I want to tell you that 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 for for Joash, his weaponry wasn't new. But but it had to be used by faith and. You know, as a king, he, had to, he was trained in this, but, but, but so often, you know, there's things that we already know that we're just going to be reminded of, but it, it just needs to be maybe just a fresh usage of it of, of, with faith in our lives. You know, what you're going to find this week is you're going to hear a lot of preaching that you're going to be familiar with. You're going to hear preaching about reading your Bible. You're going to hear preaching about praying. You're going to hear about going and walking to the Lord. You're going to hear about confessing and getting some things right. And you know, there's really, there's really all of these things that we've heard before. You're probably going to be hearing about just being a witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. You're going to hear about just being a testimony for the Lord. You're going to hear about those things in its simplest forms. And they're nothing new under the sun. But you know what the key is? It's not the simplicity of it. It's the usage of it. It's the following after by faith. It's about recognizing again that perhaps there's some of those things that we haven't gone all the way with and and maybe there's some more arrows left to pull out and and left to take in your bow and let it go again and maybe just left it in your quiver all this time and by faith you're just going to grab another one. And it might just be that, that those things that we just need a reviving in are those things that we know. You see, the Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians 10, 14, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Do you believe that? Amen. Do things in the Word of God, those, those mighty weapons that God's given us, that He's outlined for us, do you believe that? Do you believe they're powerful? Amen. Then why haven't you pulled it out recently? Why have you kept it in your quiver? Why is it that we can, we can see that and academically know that to be true, but in practice and in heart, we've kept it back? And too many times it's, it's, it's the simplicity that gets us. You know, uh, the, the Bible tells us in Hebrews 4.2, For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. You know, there's numerous people who, who've heard what you've heard. There's numerous people along their lives who've heard the same things that we've sat under in, in preaching and we've read the same things in the Word of God and we, we've seen it put into place in others' lives. But the difference has been that others, they've just gone with it and others, they've mixed it with faith and it's profited them. And really, when you think about Joash, no doubt his skill was limited. No doubt, maybe that's all the strength he had at that point. Maybe he wasn't as trained as he thought he was. And all of us here were limited. All of us here, we, we don't have all the strength that we need. We have to ask of it from the Lord. But you know, our limitation paired with faith, it can go a little bit further, can't it? You know, we're all limited. And Joash could only do what he could and God was going to do the rest. The arrows being shot, they weren't going to defeat the Syrians. It was the action of faith that was, that was behind that. And can I remind you this morning that without faith, it is impossible to please Him. You know, we can, we can take all of the practicalities of the week ahead and, and be equipped like we should, like we will. We can take all of that. But if we don't mix it with faith, if we don't follow through with faith, believing that God says, and so we ought to do it, and what God says, it will come true. It will come to be. And we can, we can walk away and be impressed by the preaching. We can be impressed by the, the, the delivery of the Word of God. But if we don't mix it with faith and follow through, then one, we don't please God. And then secondly, it won't profit at all. You think about David with that simple sling. No doubt he practiced over and over again. But you know who actually killed the giant? It was God that killed the giant. You know, Peter with the fish who was an expert fisherman, but yet when he went out there, couldn't, couldn't, couldn't pull in anything. It was, came away empty and yet it was God, the Lord Jesus at his word when he said, you know, cast the net on the other side. And then the draft came and it was too much for them and they had to beckon their partners. You know what it was? It was a a directive from God that was believed. You know what that is? That's faith. That's faith. And and for us, we need to look at obedience mixed with faith that that God will do his part. You see, it wasn't always, uh, it wasn't immediately evident where the victory was going to be. It had to be believed by faith. Later on, we read down, if you look, in verse 25 of the same chapter, we see that it was indeed, it was indeed that they, they didn't defeat the Syrians, they only, they only defeated them somewhat. It wasn't that they defeated them all the way they, they could have, but, but there was a lacking there of faith perhaps, and you know, sometimes God gives you an answer that, that you don't expect. Sometimes He'll just give you plain commands. Sometimes it's so simple we can doubt it, but listen, it's not the simplicity; it's the following by faith that'll help you. And so we see, firstly, that sometimes that sometimes God-given solutions can be simple, but it's still got to be followed by faith. But then we see that God-given solutions it'll come with assistance. We read that earlier in verses fifteen to sixteen. Notice again, Elisha said unto him, "Take bow and arrows," and he took unto him bow and arrows. And he said to the king of Israel, put thine hand upon the bow, and he put his hand upon it, and Elisha put his hands upon the king's hands. We see there the divine assistance that was given, and yet what we've got to find, God-given solutions will come with assistance, but in the end, it's got to become personal responsibility. You know, um, Elisha guided and assisted Joash through each step. If you look at it, he, he really did. Take bow and arrows. So he took bow and arrows. He says, put thy hand upon the bow. So he put his hand upon it. Right? He said, open the window eastward, and he opened it. Later on he said, shoot, so he shot. Right? Pretty simple. And all of that, it was, it was guided by this, this man of God who really is a representative of God here. And, and often what God will do, he'll be beside us, telling us, showing us, and they're pretty simple if we'd listen, if we discern the voice of God in our lives. And there's that, that Holy Spirit, that Holy Ghost who's with us as saved people, who is a constant guide and help. And in you know, our efforts, when we follow God, I'm saying they're never without His enabling. It's always with Him. Yet there came a point when it was Joash's responsibility to take on the solution, because at the end of the day, he still had to shoot the arrows himself. You know, Pastor Shemesh said this one time. He was preaching for us over there, and he said this, divine ability doesn't negate man's responsibility. And just because God's assisting and God's there, doesn't mean it negates our personal responsibility in it. And just because God can do it, doesn't mean we don't play our part. You know, we know God can supply, right? But we've still got to be wise stewards of our finances. We don't just go out there and and be blasé about that and and not understand that in the first place, we're stewards of that. God doesn't just say, well, I'm just going to bless Him anyway. and, And we understand God's gracious, but we still need to do our part. And this assistance given, it was firstly for direction, you know, he was the one. Joash was the one seeking for direction, and it was then given. And I was thinking about this: how how often does that, does God give us the directive that we need, and then we leave it and not follow it anyway? How many times God says, "Well, well, do this and and go this way and do and and go about it this way," and then we just go ahead and we promptly ignore it anyway. And you know, I was thinking about it. It's been uh, almost a year with us moving here, and and I remember just. Just many times we were really seeking the Lord about what he was doing in our lives and what, where he was directing us. And You know, I, I couldn't help but read throughout the, the book of Jeremiah. I was just scheduled there during this whole time last year. And if you know the book of Jeremiah, there's one direction that he keeps pointing at. He kept saying, north, <laughs> north. Right? I'm from New South Wales. You know what's north? Queensland, all right? And I kept just, God kept highlighting that for me. And, and you know, there's many times where I would pray, Lord, is this me or is this you? But so often he just made it clear through others, their, their counsel, that it was his directive that we would move here. And I'm glad for it. I'm glad for the, the God's directives in our lives. But how many times do we miss our destinations and do we miss our ultimate victories? Because God gave a directive and a direction and actually we just left it on the ground, we left it in the quiver, when actually that was the thing that would have made all the difference. You know, this, this directive, this assistance he was given for, for encouragement, and I'm, I'm glad that so often when we go about and we try to follow the law, that, that God is so present with us. And Elisha put his hands upon the king's hands. Uh, the partnership with the Lord during times of seeking it's for our encouragement. He, he, he brings others along that may encourage us. But, but the thing that most encourages us and most gives us confidence is the fact that God is with us. But like I was saying, the assistance given didn't mitigate personal responsibility. Because we read in verses 18 to 19, he said, Take the arrow, and he took them. He said unto the king of Israel, Smite upon the ground. And notice this, and he smote thrice. And stayed. He, he stayed. That, that word means he could have, but he didn't. And so what happened was, as we go on later in the story, in, in verse 24, notice, So Haziel, king of Syria, died. And Ben-Hadad, his son, reigned in his stead. And Jehoash, Jehoash the son of Jehoiaz, took again out of the hand of Ben-Hadad, the, the son of Haziel the cities, which he had taken out of the hand of Jehoiaz, his father by war. Notice this. Three times did Joash beat him and recover the cities of Israel. You know, he he didn't take full responsibility. He just went halfway. It still fell on Joash to carry this through. And and I want to tell you that you have responsibility in all that God has given you. You have responsibility. God will do the equipping, but we've got to do the doing. We've got to follow through. And we, we can't blame God if things don't completely work out, if we're not completely with Him. It's still up to you and up to, to me to carry through in all that God has given us. And I'm telling you, He'll give grace. I'm telling you, He'll be around. He'll, he'll assist you. He'll give you the power. Uh, at times, He'll even show mercy. And at times, He'll even give you extra time and patience. Ultimately, He's patient. He's kind. But ultimately, it's our responsibility. Ultimately, his assistance doesn't mitigate our part in it. And, and so we see that, that, that really for Joash, he could have done more. He could have seen more. And at the end, the last thing I want to, want to see here is that God-given solutions, they aren't just choices of doing. They're actually choices of how much doing. Because in verses 18 to 19, 19, we read it there, he smote thrice and stayed. And notice the response of the man of God, verse 19, and the man of God was wroth with him. He was angry with him and he said, thou shouldest have smitten five or six times. Thou shouldest have. You know, for Joash, the spirit of doing just just wasn't enough. It was doing all he can. You know, for, for us as Christians, it's not just the spirit of doing, but it's about doing all we can. You know, I think sometimes God has equipped us with more in our quiver than we think. And we want to reach back there as much and as often as we can to see how much we can do for the Lord. You know, I think about, I think about Ephesians 6.13, you know, the, this, this spiritual warfare we fight. And how often do we feel defeated and yet, in the spiritual warfare, God's equipped us with everything that we need. In Ephesians 6.13, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. But he said, take on the whole armor of God. You know, we won't take the time this morning, but all of those, the, the, those equipments are listed for us there in Ephesians chapter 6. But how often do we go into our day and, He's already told us to take on the whole armor and we'll leave a piece behind. we we leave something left and we'll leave it in our quivers. We'll leave it in our equipment bag. And, and there we go, trying to fight the fight and being surprised when we're not victorious when we haven't put on the whole armor. We've left some things behind. And, and we need Christians who'll exhaust all they can to ensure that we live victoriously. And, and Joash's problem wasn't that he wasn't presented with a solution God presents us with solutions. Nor was it because he didn't have the resources to see it through. He had the arrows, he had the bow. But it was the fact that he didn't use all he could to see the work done. You see, Joash limited what God had in mind. In God's mind, he said it through Elisha, Thou shouldest have. And he did, I think about in Matthew thirteen fifty-eight, Jesus coming into his hometown The Bible tells us he did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief. You know it was? It it wasn't mixed with faith. You know, when we don't go as far as God goes, then what we do is we limit what he had in mind. I think about the parable of the talents. He said to one, I'm going to give you five. I'm going to give you two. I'm going to give you one. To the five, he comes back and he says, I've used it. I've gained another five. I've got ten now. To the one with the two, he says, I've gained that. But to the one, what did he do? He hid it. Why? Because in his in his mind, he had a lack of resources. In his mind, he didn't have much. And maybe you're feeling that way. Maybe you're trying to reach there and maybe you can't quite feel where, where that is, where it's been. But I'm telling you, God has equipped you more than you think. And it's about using it. And we don't go as far, you know. Even in Matthew 5, 41, he says, Whosoever shall compel thee to go a mile, what? Go with him, what twain? He goes, Keep going. There's more to give. In Psalm 107, verses 23 to 24, some of my favorite verses, they that go down to the sea in ships that do business, what? In great waters. These see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. You know, the, the problem is it's not that. It's not that God didn't have so much in mind. It's just that we've limited what God had in mind. And how many times I wonder in eternity how we'll stand at the judgment seat of Christ so when we're going to be given account for our lives one day and how much more God could have done, could have used us in His work for, for our generation for this time and we left something behind in our quiver that we should have used and could have used. I think about what, again, what, uh, the, in that parable... The way he said it there, the, the, um, the parable of the talents, he says, Thou oughtest to have. And God sometimes says, Thou oughtest to have used. Thou should have. And you know what? Joash really had more, but he settled for less. And that's the problem. I think sometimes we settle too quickly. You know, that word stay you know, he smote thrice and stayed. It means to hold from proceeding. It's to restrain. You know who's who's doing the restraining? It's not, it's not God. It's not the resources that God's given us. It's not the equipping. You know who does the restraining? We do the restraining. We don't go all out when we should have. We don't believe by faith like we should have. We don't go out and 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 go to the nth degree of our The resourcing that God has given us, and Joash could have, but he didn't. And how many of us that would be, would be, those two words, could have been, those couple of words is the commentary of our lives. How many coulda, woulda, shouldas do we have in our lives? And we could have asked for more. We would have if it wasn't so hard. We should have, but we didn't. How many times did we leave something behind when God clearly gave us the equipping we needed to go all the way? He says in Proverbs one twenty three, Turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you. I wonder how many times we, we've just gotten back to the word of God. How many times have we, we just said at the beginning of the year, I'm going to read it through this year and we've just given up. We could have gone all the way and He could have shown us things that we could have used for our daily lives. How many times did He say in Philippians 4, 19, but my God shall supply all your need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. But we won't give like we ought to. We won't go ahead and trust Him with our resources. In James 1:5, He says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and abradeth not and it shall be given him. Listen, how many times have we lacked Wisdom. And it was right there, but we just stopped asking. We've left something in the quiver. You know, in Ephesians 3.20, Now unto him that is able to exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. you believe that this morning? He's able. And I'm saying God has never lacked in his supplying to you. It's just that we haven't done all we can You know, it's not just obedience. It's not just in the immediate. It's the continuing and the enduring. And it's the straining of all that we can do for the Lord. Sometimes it's just drawing back again. And the simplicity of it and the obedience of it by faith. You know, I'm glad tonight, uh, this morning, I'm glad that we have a God who didn't spare anything for us. You know, I'm glad that the Lord Jesus Christ, He considered, He endured, And you know what? He finished the race. He went and he laid down his life. And I'm telling you today, if you've never received the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, then you're missing out on a Savior who went all the way for you. You know, he didn't just write good words. He didn't just teach good morals. No, the Lord Jesus endured the cross, despising the shame. You know why? Because he loved you so much. And he willingly laid down, he, he bled and died, and he paid the price. Why? Because he loved you. And that's the kind of God that we have. He, he went all the way. He didn't leave anything in his quiver. He didn't leave anything back. No, he paid the ultimate price he gave himself. And I'm thankful that as a seven-year-old boy, I came to a, an understanding of that. And I remember calling out to Christ to save me. And you know, the good news is I've been saved ever since. And I'm glad for that. You know, I think about the, those who have served the Lord in, in, in great capacity. I think of one of my missionary, missionary heroes. And, and one of the reasons why is because he played cricket, all right? But C.T. Studd, right, gave up all of that. He could have been the captain of England. If Jesus Christ, he said, be God and died for me, then no sacrifice can be too great for me to make for him. you know, I think about men like that who really exhausted all that they had in their quiver. And you know what? They saw great things for God. And many times we just leave some things behind. We need some people who will say, all I can do, I'll do by God's grace. We need people to say, you've given me all I need, so I'm going to give you all I have. And I think today, church, I still think that God can work in our days. Now, if you've read the news this week, you see that for the first time in history of our nation, there's there's only about 50%, or it's dipped below 50%, those who claim to be Christians. We're living in times that are contrary to the gospel. We're living in times where there just seems to be that. But I'm telling you that we can either look at that and go, you know, what else do I have in my... How many arrows do I have left? Or we just stay. And I'll, I'll tell you that the, the thing that will, will cause us to see more for God is, is, is God's people drawing back again and reaching in. And maybe even this week saying, Lord, I need, I need a few more arrows. Lord, give me a few more. Lord, I I am I, I just feel like I need more. And God, give me more. And I'll tell you, God can because God can supply. And God is not limited God is able. And God will equip you with some arrows if you ask for them. God may give you the answer you need. Don't just shoot at once. Keep shooting them. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. God may give you some solutions to help you win some battles. I'll tell you what, exhaust them all. And, And this week, it's perfect this week. We're going to get some. We're going to get some equipping. We're going to get some messages that you're going to need And that's just going to be another arrow to put in your quiver, because there's some battles still to fight. Because it's not over yet until it's over. We haven't heard a loud trumpet sound. We still have a work to do. And we still have a nation to reach. We still have a God to serve. And I'll tell you, it's not over yet. And so let's keep going. Let's reach back. It might might be that maybe you're feeling around a little bit. You can't really find any. Maybe this week you'll just go, Lord... I just need to hear from you. Lord, I just need my my quiver replenished. Lord, I just need more arrows because I just intend to just keep on going. And, and that's the kind of people I think God will bless. And so as we prepare for this week, I wanna I wanna encourage you. Maybe it's the arrow of Bible reading. Maybe it's the arrow of prayer. Maybe it's the arrow of walking with God. Maybe it's the arrow of being a witness. Maybe it's the arrow of, and whatever it is in your case, whatever it is, ask God to refill your quiver and get back, take an arrow, shoot, then shoot. Let's pray. Father, thank you, Lord, for the time. And Lord, today... We come before you and we approach, Lord, I believe an important week for us as a church. I have no doubt that there's been a lot of spiritual activity already as we have entered into this time. And Lord, really we're seeking things that only you can do. I pray that you'd help us, Lord, not to, not to lose faith. That Lord, you'd help us, dear God, to look to you for our equipping this week. I pray, dear God, Lord, for those here who are listening that you would just please help them at their point of need. And, Lord, I can't, I can't tell that from from here. I don't know every heart. I, I don't know whether we're, we're feeling exhausted. I don't know if we're feeling like we've we've got no arrows left to give. Or I don't know if we know that and we're just not using it. Whatever the case case is, dear God, I pray that you would please just. Minister, Lord, I pray that you'd highlight, I pray that you'd just please just meet us at our point of need. And I pray that you'd please help us this, this morning. With heads bowed, eyes closed,